Fundraising everywhere. 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 Welcome to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. It's great to have you here. This summer, we're taking a look at some of your favourite Fundraising Everywhere sessions from our on-demand library, available to you on the Fundraising Everywhere podcast for free. We'll be taking a look at TikTok, behavioural science, fundraising strategy, legacies and more. If you missed a previous Best Of session, head to wherever you listen to your podcast to find a previous episode. And if you want to see what else we've got coming up at Fundraising Everywhere, head to our website. Now, on to today's episode. Enjoy! Hello everybody, and I'm Chloe, and I'm a fundraising strategy consultant, and really excited to be here today with you all. And I want to start by letting in a little bit of a secret, actually. And that is that I've never really liked introducing myself as a strategist. And the reason for that is I don't find it particularly helpful in terms of people understanding what it is I do. Um, It's often met with blank faces, perhaps glazed eyes, perhaps a little furrowed brow. So, so yeah, I scream a little bit when I, when I say that because it's not particularly useful. But I think the interesting thing about that kind of reaction that I feel I get to the word strategy is it says a lot about the problem with the word strategy and that we perhaps lack a shared understanding um, across the sector of what fundraising strategy means and what a good fundraising strategy is. And that's really the reason why I'm here today. I'm really excited to be here today because I want to tell you about my own personal journey of understanding what strategy is. Um, so yeah, I hope you, hope you enjoy hearing this. So my story starts a very, very long time ago. And I was acquisition team manager at WaterAid. And my favorite thing ultimately was burying my nose in spreadsheets. And I'm sure, sorry for those of you that are not numbers geeks, but I am an absolute numbers geeks it's geek at heart and I just love you know getting curious at all those different figures and so I kind of thought that's what strategy was you know I thought it was the annual planning so I'd spend loads and loads of energy doing all these different scenarios for my annual planning I thought it was things like uh, doing lots of channel plans and working out which channel was performing the best I thought it was things like looking at lots of analysis on how different fundraising campaigns perform and optimizing and making recommendations to, you know, help drive in my role what was more regular givers. And I really loved all that. Um, In fact, a colleague of mine even gave me a mug that says, I love spreadsheets. So that's how much I was very much in this kind of data world. And really this mindset that strategy is all about how can we sell more of the products that we've got um, at a higher price and often by optimizing how we promote them and how 
we get new people buying them or indeed existing uh, supporters buying them. And I enjoyed that. And for me, there was a lot of like safety in the numbers. It was very black and white. Um, there was no kind of nuances. So that was really my safe place. But a couple of years in, something happened that started to create, undermine that view, I suppose. And I'd invested in some market research for a new TV advert that we're doing. It was one of those ones where you're asking for £2 a month. And we thought, actually, we better see what does the supporter think about this. And some of the results of it came back and they absolutely blew my mind. Now, as you can probably expect, there were some people who looked a lot like our supporter base, who felt really moved by the advert, you know, a story of a child not having dirty water with that kind of familiar presenter, male presenter voice going over it and that familiar narrative of need, solution, need and asking people to rally around and, and make a gift. So there were some people that were moved by it. But the thing that struck me and I couldn't really let go of was the fact that lots of people actually felt nothing towards the advert. They'd actually switched off from that kind of advertising. So giving is a feeling. And if people weren't feeling from this advert, then that felt wrong. How are we going to drive the response that we needed? And so this bit of insight set up this kind of dichotomy for me where I'd thought that strategy was, you know, all about the numbers and thinking about how the organization can get value from the donor. And suddenly I sort of realized actually this TV advert for a lot of people, it wasn't really delivering any value for the supporter. And so how did these two things marry up? Could they marry up? So what happened next was I kind of I kind of made it my own personal quest to try and work through this this tension really. And it wasn't all sorted really quickly, I should say. It took it took a long time. The next part of my story was some years later I'd moved on from WaterAid and I was working for a creative agency, a nonprofit fundraising creative agency. And on my very first pitch, something happened that kind of helped me fill in the gaps about what was going on. And it was a pitch for a mental health charity. And what I observed was that my colleagues, the pitch team that I was on, were talking about people's emotions. And they were saying, you know, mental health and this particular cause, people had this sense of feeling really powerless in the fight against, you know, mental health illness. And people felt confused and people sent, felt this sense of futility. And suddenly I'd kind of join the dots. I was like, yeah, I am right. Giving is a feeling or somehow giving takes people on an emotional journey from feeling perhaps in that darker place to actually feeling like they could do something about it. And one of the pitch team members mentioned this quote, which I'm sure you're all really familiar with, which says, people will forget what you did they will forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. 
And that's a Maya Angelou quote. And we put this in the pitch deck. And suddenly I was like, yeah, this is this idea of feelings that matter. This, this feels really critical. And so my view was changing towards maybe strategy is a feeling. Maybe strategy is a feeling. And when I thought and reflected more on this, you know, I didn't kind of accept it initially. And I think the reason for that was actually, it felt a bit scary because within the numbers there was safety. But here was this very, what I'm in the old me might have called a bit of an airy fairy process, right? You know, talking about emotions. Um, but I couldn't really, con- we can't really control that. You know, this is not numbers. This is, um, it feels very subjective or can feel very subjective. And of course, it, they, you know, you work through this strategy in an organic creative process and that's absolutely not linear. You know, it can go, go all over the shop. Um, but what I realized from that old way of thinking about strategy, you know, strategy is a means of delivering value to the organization and looking at everything through that lens and that's normally a numbers-driven lens was that actually we'd cut out the donor or at least we'd reduce them to numbers on a spreadsheet as opposed to real living people. So over the next number of years, I continued this personal quest. And for me, I started thinking about strategy through this whole new lens that strategy is a feeling. And what I thought would be really useful today is kind of share, you know, and then share some examples of how I saw different fundraising in this in this whole new light to, to help you. Because what I was looking at was like, does this does this stack up? You know, let's let's kind of really validate this out in the out in the real world. So I've got a couple of examples that I'll I'll show you and talk you through. The first one I want to start with is NSPCC full stop. That's a great one, right? Because we because we all know it and we're all quite familiar with it. I was a strategist at NSVC for a number of years, not during the full stop time. So I have a little bit of insight about strategy is a feeling that sits behind this campaign. And NSVC full stop, they had this insight actually that people felt this utter sheer, it was a sheer horror when they thought about children being abused. They actually wanted to turn and look the other way. They didn't really want to get, you know, going there, um, understandably. And what the full stop campaign does, this massive rallying, you know, call to action, it was calling a a nation to arms. It offered people a resolution. It said, actually, you know, here is a way for us to come together and us uh, to solve it. Um, And it offered people resolution through that idea of full stop. You know, we can all rally together. Um, and find a way to resolve this. So the emotional journey was from horror to the possibility of a sense of resolution. Um, another one, another good one, that Milling Coffee Morning, which we we all know really well, and I haven't been involved in this one, so this is my kind of take on you know what a strategy is a feeling probably looks like for them. But I do know that people who have loved ones who have cancer. You can feel really alone going through that experience and you want to do something helpful, right? 
particularly if you're not in that next of kin space. And so Macmillan Coffee Morning, what it does to create that feeling is it helps people bring people together in that sense of community. So the emotional journey there is from people feeling alone, donor feeling alone, to feeling part of the community. So it's really delivering that value back for the donor. Another one I'll share, which um, if you haven't seen them as charity, you need to check this out, which is Charity Water. So they've just come to the UK, as, as the name says, they're a water charity uh, from the US. Um, they came here a few years ago and they recognise that people who wanted to give to uh, overseas development often felt really cynical about whether or not their money was going to make a difference. You know, there was that idea that actually if I give to an overseas charity, you know, is that just money going down the drain? Excuse the water analogy. Um, you know, is it money going into the hands of corrupt officials? So there was that feeling of, actually, I feel really cynical about this and doubtful. So what Charity Water did, which I think was just brilliant, was think about how can they make people feel reassured? And one of the many things they do to do this is actually when you donate to them, you can see exactly where the money goes. So you can both see the project that the money goes to uh, and photos from that project and also the GPS location of it as well. So from cynical to reassured. And then the final one I'll share, which is a more recent one actually, which if you didn't see it again, do take a look, was RNLI. Um, and last year they came out with the most brilliant um, stewardship message or proposition, um, which also embodies this idea that strategy is a feeling. And I think they recognised that their donors, like a lot of people's donors, were feeling really isolated as you know, as we all were. And so the fundraising message looks at, you know, how can they fix that really? And they came up with this idea of one of the crew, and it really embodies that that sense of tea. So the emotional journey there is from feeling isolated to feeling like one of the team. So the idea of strategy being a feeling, I found that I've actually been able to apply this to loads of the best fundraising campaigns out there, whether individual giving, whether community, whether events, it's delivering a sense of emotional value to the supporter. So what have I learned along the way through all of this? And by the way, this has been like years, I suppose, of me seeing the world in one way and then me having this realization and seeing the world of fundraising in an entirely new way. Um, I've learned five things. I mean, I've learned a lot more, but five things that I'll share that I'll share you here that I think are useful and um, unuseful takeaways. And the first one is that if you believe strategy is a feeling, feeling that you give to people, it's about emotional value, you have to start with understanding your audience you know, your existing supporters, potential supporters, you have to really get under the skin of who they are and how they feel about your cause and not just your cause, about your charity as well. So you've got to start listening to them. Uh, you need to, you know, read between the lines of what they're saying. So if you don't already, and I know everyone's been really brilliant about this in 2020, 
pick up the phone, have a conversation with them, simplest thing to do. But of course, research is another, um, you know, if you could afford it, it's another great way of starting with audience and tapping into how they're, how they're feeling. So you've got to start with, with the audience. The second thing, which actually I found the most exciting in this kind of journey for me about what is strategy, is that strategy being a feeling makes it unique to every charity. So what I was doing before at WaterAid, you know, getting lost in kind of annual planning or doing latest channel battle, selling more regular giving, I could have actually done that exact, say almost same challenge at any single charity that I worked at. Um, and I would have taken the same, you know, the same way of thinking and asked very, you know, very similar um, questions. But if strategy is a feeling, it's actually unique to every charity. And it's unique because people feel different about different causes. You know, some causes generate loads of a sense of injustice. Some causes create a sense of anger. There's lots and lots of different emotions depending on the cause. And of course, as well, lots of different emotional value that you, you can deliver. And why that excites me is because it means that if we embrace this idea that strategy is a feeling, everybody's fundraising potentially look really different. You know, we're going to end up with this kind of amazing kaleidoscope effect of all these different, you know, wonderful fundraising portfolios and what a fantastic and creative job that is. So the third thing that I learned is that we have to think about our creative work in a really different way. I talked already about the TV advert that I was making at Wall Trade and how it had this very formulaic approach of, um, you know, show a child who is drinking dirty water, invite the audience in to be part of the solution and show the dirty child drinking dirty water again. Now, the problem with that is it has become a formula and thing with formulas is people ultimately switch off with them switch off from them and that's because you know we all know that you've essentially most people are not interested in adverts <laughs> you know we're really busy living our lives right and to get people's attention you need to do something unexpected or just one tiny little thing or say one tiny little thing that is un unexpected and that just breaks the formula there um, and it's breaking that formula that gets people's attention and makes people feel something, right? So if you always write creative in a very formulated way, and by the way, this is just the same, for example, for a, a virtual event. You know, I'm looking at a lot of these virtual walk events at the moment that everyone's advertising on Facebook, and there's a very, very similar formula. You know, it's like everyone can take part. You can invite your dog. Um, you know, get together with a friend, show a nice picture of, of people in park. And I'm sure that's working well at the moment, but at some point, um, people will tire of that. And critically, people will stop feeling because we're really used to seeing that same formula um, over and over again. So if strategy is a feeling, 
we have to be brave enough to rethink some of those formulas that we've got. And by the way, what I'm not proposing here is that you need to radically, you know, dump all those rules, throw them out, the baby out with the bathwater. Absolutely not. What you have to do is really smartly unpick the rules around the creative work and then decide which one or two you're going to break. Because those TV adverts, you're always going to show the need, you know, because we know that for people to connect mostly with the cause, you need to then you need to show them what the problem is. So that's always going to be part of it. And um, the fourth learning, and this is where I suppose it's part of my story in terms of how I brought together these two different views of what strategy is. Strategy being about you know the numbers and optimization, ultimately value to the organisation and strategy is a feeling, is what I've realized now is actually these are two sides of the same coin. So there are a lot of the, the chat out there, um, you know, and also beyond the marketing work, beyond the fundraising world as well, the world of marketing puts these two things in, um, you know, kind of at war at each other, it's data or it's creative. Um, Actually, they they live side by side. So let me give you an example of that. Um, let's stick with the virtual walk example. That's a good 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 one to start with. So if you're advertising a virtual walk, what you've probably found is that lots of people sign up, and then only a certain number go and do the walk, and a certain number then give you the funds raised for that walk. And in that kind of what is the value to the organization mind mindset that I used to have? You'd look at those numbers, right? And you might go, oh, there's lots of people dropping off between X and Y. And actually, the idea of strategies of feeling, you can look at the, that data, what looks like a data problem, through the lens of that and go, well, why are people not following through? How do they feel? Why have they lost that initial excitement when they signed up? You know, did that initial sign-up give them a sense of purpose? How have they lost that? You know, what can we do to maintain that sense of excitement? Or perhaps is there a, a worry or concern coming in that we need to address? So you need to look at the data and the creative, that those two things go really, really hand in hand. Uh, and that's actually why I really love my job, is I get to put those normally kind of viewed as disparate parts of uh, of fundraising bank smack uh, together because great creative work should be about addressing some of those um, problems and numbers telling you. So my fifth learning was that actually I already knew that strategy was a feeling and it kind of really pains me to say that because I said all that kind of thinking about what strategy is, I already knew it in my heart. You know, I already felt it. I already knew when, you know, we had a brilliant idea. But I I suppressed that and I ignored it, that. And I think a lot of fundraisers do that. We really kind of second guess. And perhaps also the culture that we're in, the very kind of results focused culture and this sense of 
you know, short-termism, that we've got to deliver value for the organisation now and we've got to be numbers-driven and we've got to be evidence-driven, has led us to a place where we perhaps stop trusting those feelings. Um, and, you know, we, we question ourselves too much. So, you know, within this kind of journey that I've been on, there's a, an unlearning that is going on for me. And I'm trying to actually, you know, although, of course, there is a role for strategy being about the data and ensuring that we're delivering value to the organization, I have to find a way for these two things to live together and uh, and support each other. So, to wrap up, what I thought I would end with is a question to yourselves. And before I give you that question, I would like to ask you to take yourself back to when you first started in this role you're in now. So, and whether you're a fundraiser or not, it doesn't matter. Just take yourself back to when you first started in this role at this charity. So your first role at this charity. And I want you to think about those first few weeks or months where you felt absolutely like pumped about working for this charity. And... I want you to think if there's like specific things that you can remember that have stayed in your mind. So was it, for example, something that somebody said that made you feel, you know, pumped about this? Was there just a little snippet? Or perhaps it was something that you saw, you know, if you were lucky to start your job back in the days in the office, maybe you came into the reception and there was something that you saw and just felt really you know, connected to that mission and excited to be part of it. So take yourself back to that moment. And if you'd like, you can share in the chat, like what that little thing was, little story that really, you know, sparked that, um, that energy for you. So I'll just give you a minute or half a minute just to have a think about that. Yeah, so really feel and try and remember what that, those little sensory things were. So I hope you've got something. Now I want to ask you, how, what was the feeling in one word? How could you summarize how you felt in one word? And I would love to see these in the chat. Just pop that down in the chat if you like. And what I'm hoping for here is that you've remembered, you know, the feeling of working for an amazing cause and the pure excitement at being part of it. And so my challenge to you before we wrap up is how can you bring, how can you make the audience feel what you felt in that one word? How can you make them feel? 
that one word, that one emotion, because strategy is a feeling. And when you feel it, you know it, right? So the next time you see a great idea, you have a great idea, and you know your audience feels something about it, go for it and do it. And I wish you all luck with this. And yeah, I'd love to hear your questions. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fundraising Everywhere podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not share it with a fundraising friend? And if you would like to give us a little like or subscribe, it really helps more fundraisers like you find us. Thank you so much. See you next time.